can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today we are talking about emotional intelligence What for managers specifically, or I guess it's for anybody, but how you can recognize your own, how you can develop your own, and why it's so important to have um, emotionally intelligent leaders and just team members at your organization. So the benefit, well, let me start first with kind of defining what it is. Um, I'm in a lot of um, like coaching groups and some what some people would call woo-woo-y and there's like some crazy explanations people are making of what emotional intelligence is and like comparing it to the law of attraction and all this stuff and that this episode is not that, nor do I think that's actually an accurate depiction of what emotional intelligence is, but that's a conversation for another episode today. I'm just going to keep it to really the emotional intelligence as I've known it. Um, and it's really the ability to recognize and manage one's own emotions as well as those of other people. It involves understanding oneself, having a strong sense of self-awareness, being able to empathize with others and show compassion, managing your own moods, and responding to ex- like external stuff that happens appropriately. So I learned about emotional intelligence when I was in my MBA, and we were, you know, obviously talking a lot about this stuff as it relates to like leadership and management. And we we read a book. Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. And it was from uh, the thought leader, Daniel Goleman. And he is probably one of the most well-known like studiers of emotional intelligence in the world. He wrote that that book that I just referred was from a 1995 book, which doesn't seem so long ago when you first hear it, but it actually really was. And so in that book, he proposed that emotional intelligence is a more important predictor of success in life than traditional measures of intelligence, such as IQ. I totally agree with that. Um, I think, you know, yes, 100% agree with that, which I'm going to save that opinion for for another time. But Goldman defined emotional intelligence as the ability to recognize, understand, and manage your own emotions as well as the emotions of others. And he identified five components of emotional intelligence. First is self-awareness, the ability to recognize and understand your own emotions. Two, self-regulation, 
the ability to manage your own emotions and impulses, motivation, the drive to achieve goals and pursue excellence, empathy, the ability to understand and relate to the emotions of others, and then social skills, the ability to build and maintain relationships and communicate effectively. All right, let's take a little, I wish I could have the audio that's like um, like skidding stop. Um, because if you had all five of those in your business and with your team, imagine how wonderful of a culture it would be. You have Everybody has a self-awareness. They, they can understand and recognize their own emotions. Everybody can self-regulate. They can manage their own emotions and impulses correctly. Motivation, you know, they have a drive to achieve goals and pursue excellence. Four is empathy, the ability to understand and relate to the emotions of others. And then social skills, the ability to build and maintain relationships and communicate effectively. Like, isn't that everyone's dream (laughs) team? Um, So all of these are so important for working within a team and getting success in, in life and in business. And so he also argued that I mean, he he argues that it's essential for many areas of life, such as work, relationships, and just general well-being. And he also suggests that emotional intelligence can be developed and improved with practice and training, which I think is so wonderful to hear because, and so encouraging, because I do think like some people classify themselves as like, I'm a people person, I'm a not, I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert. And it's just like these labels make us just, I'm not good at emotional intelligence things. And I, I call bullshit on that. I think it's because you're choosing not to be. And I think Mr. Goldman would agree with me in his research findings. So since he wrote his book back in 1995, um, the research has continued to expand and there's been a lot of other researchers who've contributed to the field. I went to this program called the Search Inside Yourself Institute, which works on a ton of this stuff. It was amazing. Um, but his work really remains influential and has helped popularize a lot of the a lot of the newer books and and guidance that we have today around this work of emotional intelligence in academia as well as like in practice and in, with businesses. So being an effective leader requires more than just technical knowledge. It also requires the capacity to understand and respond effectively to the emotions of of the people around you. Leaders with high levels of emotional intelligence are better equipped to motivate their teams towards achieving shared goals and, you know, by creating a positive work environment. And you're also better able to understand the needs of your team and help them reach their potential, which is a great thing to do as a boss. And and then on the flip side, not having emotional intelligence or poor levels or low levels can really have some bad negative impacts on your business. So if you have a low, you know, uh, um, emotional intelligence, you struggle to build relationships with colleagues, struggle to understand the needs of your team members, and really struggle to create an effective work environment, which can lead to stress and conflict and bad morale, negativity, like decreased productivity. And even in some, like in cases, like this stuff can lead to like employee turnover, which is of course very, very costly. And we talk about that on, on the show a lot. Um, you know, if leaders who have, who lack strong interpersonal skills, find it difficult to deal with, you know, emotionally charged situations or crises. Like we've all had that person on the team that literally goes crazy when there's like a a stressful situation. Um, That's not good. 
you, you want to be able to deal with those things appropriately and they can have negative effects on the organization. So ultimately, you know, having, being a leader with bad emotional intelligence, you know, reduces your profits and reduces the success of your business as a whole. So it is a skill worth improving for yourself as a leader and the, the, you know, CEO, but also to help develop across everyone on your team. You know, you'll get increased productivity. Studies have shown that emotionally intelligent leaders are more likely to create an environment where employees feel motivated and engaged, which results in greater success and productivity, improved morale. I mean, some of these things we've already covered. Um, Reduced stress levels by handling challenging situations with empathy and understanding. You as a leader can help reduce conflicts and decrease stress for yourself, your team members, your clients, your vendors, everyone. It helps your reputation um, because you're building strong relationships with your team and the, you know, the larger ripple effect of the people that you interact with and your business interacts with. It leads to a good positive, a positive reputation for both yourself and your, your company. And there's a lot of other things, you know, micro things that it can lead to, but of course those are all like the big ones, right? And there isn't really like a one size fits all approach to developing emotional intelligence, but some strategies that have been shown to be effective. So um, Daniel Goleman provided some pieces of advice and and there's lots of studies and, and books written on all of these things independently, but, you know, practicing mindfulness So mindfulness is being present in the moment, observing your thoughts and emotions without judgment. Um, Goldman suggests that practicing mindfulness can help you become more aware of your own emotions and improve your ability to regulate them. So that could be meditation. You know, I mean, that is kind of what it is, is practicing meditation can help with this. Seeking feedback from others. So asking for feedback about your emotional intelligence skills and being open to the the criticism you might get. How you're perceived is just as important as your intent. So make sure that you're asking for feedback and being open to it and making changes as a result of it. You know, this can help you identify things that you might not have even realized um, or things that you've realized that you thought you fixed that maybe you didn't, right? Helps you develop a better understanding of how other people perceive you. And then practicing empathy. Empathy is, you know, the ability to understand and relate to the emotions of others. You know, practicing empathy by trying to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and imagining how they might feel in any given situation is so critical. And then cultivating positive relationships. Developing positive relationships with others can help you improve your social skills and increase your overall well-being. Goldman suggests building strong relationships with family, friends, and colleagues and seeking out opportunities to connect with others. Now, this is an interesting one because we live in this world where we're all connecting over technology a lot, right? Especially in the workplace. We're working in remote work environments and and all of that stuff. You're going to have to intentionally seek situations and the ability to cultivate relationships, especially if you're not, you know, in a a world where you're actually seeing people face-to-face. So that takes some intention. And then practicing emotional regulation is another tip. 
So that involves managing your own emotions and responding appropriately to the emotions of others. One of the things that we did in the Search Inside Yourself Institute was, and even when I was working at Lululemon, was we would take a moment and under and like identify what the physical responses are to when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling triggered, like what happens in your body so that the more you become aware of that, like your body responds before your brain actually realizes what's going on. So like for me, if I'm getting super annoyed or frustrated or triggered, I get like tightness in my chest and I can even get like flushed. Like I'll get, like if I'm, if something is really bothering me, I'll get like flushed and I can feel that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm getting triggered here. Um, and then my brain's like, okay, you're pissed off because of blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's like, there's like a, I don't know, 20 seconds that my body's realizing it before my brain's caught up. And like the quicker I can catch that, the quicker I can like change my response. Um, Victor Frankel in the man's search for a meeting is like between stimulus and response is like a choice. I think that is not the exact quote, but it's essentially that. So it's like the, the quicker you can realize that something's triggering you, you have a choice on how you react to it. And if you start to really start to practice that, that is how you can practice emotional regulation. Uh, and then just learn from your mistakes. Like view mis- oppor- your your mistakes as opportunities to grow and learn. And when you make a mistake, reflect on what went wrong, apologize, own it, and then figure out how you can change in the future and move forward. And by doing that, you can definitely help to start to develop stronger emotional intelligence skills. So that's like individually what you can do as a bigger business, you know, as a whole, you know, some strategies that you can start to do to cultivate a, a culture that has high levels of emotional intelligence are create a culture of open communication and support. Encourage your team members to create an open and supportive environment where everybody feels comfortable expressing their thoughts and emotions. Provide training, like read a book on this stuff, talk about it, Um, make a book club about it, buy a course. Everybody go through an online course together. If you know, those are low cost ways to provide training. And then if you do have more money, you can invest, like bring in a, bring in an expert to come in and teach on these things. Um, and, And you can teach on like, there's definitely a ton on emotional intelligence, but there's other like more tactical topics like conflict resolution, active listening, stress management. You know, some of those types of trainings are all in, in intertwined into, you know, the emotional intelligence realm. Practice mindfulness. Have the whole team practice mindfulness activities like meditation or journaling um, or or doing something, giving them time to do that and really, you know, it starts at the top. Um, so talk about how you're doing that, help them do that. Um, and, and really start to practice and cultivate an environment of mindfulness and then encourage self-reflection, give, give everyone time to reflect on like, if it's a challenging situation, like give someone a hot second to like reflect on how they handled it. Uh, or I guess first, if something's challenging, say, Hey, go take a moment, like catch your breath, come back and let's deal with this, you know, give them time to, to process. And then after it, like do a debrief of like, Hey, how do you think that went? Like, what should we learn from? Or what did you learn from it? This is what I'm going to do differently. What are you going to do differently? Like give yourself some time to like 
do self-reflection after maybe a, an emotionally charged situation has happened. Um, you know, as much as you can give time to go like chill out for a hot second, come back, make a decision, but sometimes that's not going to happen and people are just going to act because that's what we do. So reflecting on that afterwards can be very helpful as long as it's in with the intention to grow and not to like point fingers of like, whoa, you did that so bad. You know, like you want it to be with the intention to grow. And then promote peer-to-peer coaching, like encourage your team members to get, like give each other feedback, talk about these things. Like don't make these things taboo. I think for the longest time, like having the emotional intelligence show up at work was like, we don't do that at work. It's business only. Well, guess what? Business is people. Business is relationships with people. So if you're not working on developing better relationships with your team members, like you ain't going to have a business. So start bringing this to work, right? And so the more that you can start to cultivate some of this stuff, get become aware of what emotional intelligence is, how it shows up for you, how maybe it doesn't show up for you, you know, where you're at, at your level of mastery and growing in this is only going to start to help. And then of course, you want to probably hire people who have a higher level of emotional intelligence. So you know, try to set up an interview process that 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 assesses for those things. Create interview questions to assess some of those things that we just talked about. The self-awareness, the self-regulation, the motivation, the empathy, and the social skills. Like you can create a process that, that does really um, assess for that. So that is emotional intelligence as it relates to the workplace and the true meaning of it. Um, thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't, you should read the book, Search Inside Yourself. If you're a nerd like I am about this stuff, um, I read it years ago. I went to one of their events. I think it's a really great one about this stuff, um, this, this line of work or body of work. I don't know. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon. Your business needs strategic people leadership much earlier than you think. And lucky for you over at People Principles, we've got you covered. We have launched some fractional head of people services where you can get a fractional head of people for a monthly retainer to help support you in managing the people side of your business. Perhaps you need more intense stuff where maybe you need some processes built out from scratch. You need to implement a performance review process, a handbook, a employee feedback survey. There's so many different things that you need. Well, I guess not so many, eight core things you need in your business and we can build that out for you. So go check out our fractional head of HR and people operations services at peopleprinciples.co.